Alright guys, here we go. So we're going to start off talking about uh, some ID stuff, specifically meningitis. What do you think about that, Ashley? I mean, I feel like I know one thing about meningitis, is it kills you. That's if a you fact. Miss it. All right. So the kind of a theme that we've been going along, telling you guys what to look out for as far as how much this counts for on the boards. ID is worth about 4.5%. So like we said, 5% is the biggest one, so it's up there. Um, we're going to start off nice and easy, though, talk about some ID stuff, uh, specifically meningitis, and what bugs you should look out for and what age groups. So I think what you're telling me is that it's going to kill you is not enough for the 4.5%. Is that about right? Yeah, it might be a little bit more than it's going to kill you. That's probably not going to be a multiple choice answer. All right, I'm ready. So a topic you can definitely count on seeing is what bug is associated with what age group when it comes to sepsis and meningitis. For neonates, meaning less than one month, it's most likely to be GBS, E. coli, strep pneumo, or staph. For infants, 1 to 12 months, it's likely to be the same as neonates, but you got to add in salmonella. So remember your neonate bugs, plus add salmonella. So plus one year, plus one bug. Alright, let, let me recap. So if you're less than one month old, you get the things from the birth canal. GBS, E. coli, strep pneumo, and staph. Is that correct? That's right. Okay, then once... You magically graduate from one month of age until you're a year old. You add in salmonella. So from one month to 12 months, salmonella plus GBS, E. coli, staph and strep. Is that correct? Did I get it? You got it. I'm winning. So if you have an immunocompromised patient, you're likely to have a gram-negative bacilli including Pseudomonas, E. coli, and Klebsiella. Your asplenic patients are at the biggest risk for strep pneumo, an encapsulated organism. Remember, without that spleen, you can't bust open those capsules. So your kids with sickle cell or ITP status post-splenectomy think strep pneumo. Hey, I'm really good at encapsulated organisms. Do you want to hear it? I do. Okay. It's a mnemonic, and it goes SHINS. S-H, little I, big N, S. Okay? S, strep pneumo, the big bad one, that's one we care about. H, influenza. That's the H in that little baby eye I talked about. N is Neisseria, and S is Salmonella. It's pretty good, right? That's real good. So shins, strep pneumo, H, influenza, Neisseria, and Salmonella. All right, so now that we got some of the bugs out of the way, let's talk about antibiotic choices. Here are your antibiotic choices for neonates. They're going to get Ampingent or Ampencephotex. Infants older than three months get vanc and ceftriaxone. Remember that ceftriaxone can give you hyperbilirubinemia because it displaces the um, bilirubin. So that's why you can't give ceftriaxone in less than three months. That's a, little, that's a little extra pearl for you today. That's a good thing to add in there. Now you may see it done differently in practice, but this is why we study for the boards because they like to do th things a certain way. Alright, so if you encounter a question that's talking about a septic neonate and they talk about mom's placenta being notable for white nodules, think listeria. Reach for ampingent for this baby. That's because ampicillin is the treatment for listeria, correct? That's correct. They may also talk about mom having flu-like symptoms. Other clues for listeria include soft cheeses during pregnancy, which are a big no-no. If they give you an asymptomatic mom and a septic baby, think GBS. Either way, ampingent are your drugs of choice. So meningitis bugs are a bit different than your sepsis bugs. 
Think GBS, Listeria, or E. coli for your neonates. And older kids are more likely to have strep pneumo, Neisseria, enterovirus, Borrelia, or Rickettsia. I think you just, like, are speaking another language right now. It's too many Latin names going on. You taught me the sepsis bugs earlier, and now you are teaching me the meningitis bugs. Is that correct? You got it. Okay, so for meningitis in neonates, the answer is GBS, E. coli, and Listeria. And then in older kids, it's strep pneumo, Neisseria, enterovirus, Borrelia, and Rickettsia. And those are for meningitis. Exactly. we got to complicate things and add those tick-borne illnesses in. Since we're on the topic of meningitis, we might as well talk about the LP. Don't forget that you should always consider uh, a patient with focal neurological signs needs to get a CT first. You don't want to cause herniation when you stick that needle in. That would be bad. CT before LP if you're worried. For a little added bonus, we will discuss kind of some skin clues to help you kind of pick the bug when you're taking your test. So number one is petechiae and purpura. What's the answer, David? Neisseria meningitides. Done. All right. What about Staph aureus? What kind of skin can we can we uh, expect with that? Going to look for some pustules. All right. And then Neisseria gonorrhea. I mean, you kind of know that it's going to be like some genital lesions. Is that about right? That sounds right. Okay. Pseudomonas. Don't make me say this word. Oh, you have to say it. It's the hardest word I can't take. I can't do it. Ecthema gangrenosum. Everyone should look that up. It's kind of cool. And it's fun to say. And you look like really awesome when you know the answer. What about Salmonella typhosa? Those are going to be those rose-colored spots on your belly. Rose-colored spots on your belly. Salmonella. Salmonella. So those are some nice buzzwords to remember uh, when you're trying to take your test and you're like, what is going on? I don't know the bug. There you go. Buzzwords right there. All right, guys. I mean, that's a pretty good start for some ID stuff. Ashley and I are going to keep bringing you those high-yield ID topics, so stay tuned in. I promise next time it will not just be like, it will kill you, meningitis. We'll, we'll get you some good information. She's going to branch out beyond it will kill you. Maybe it will kill you slowly. Does that work? Plus other things like skin rashes and all that stuff that these bugs cause. Love it. See you next time.